the meat of the podcast. <laughs> Wait, have you ever have you ever caught your have you ever caught your profile reflection in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This shit feel like I won't ever make it home. Traffic's backed up, I got to get off of this road. Flipped on the gas, I swear to God, I'm in my zone. From St. Petersburg and Brooklyn, this is She's in Russia. I'm Lily. And I'm Smith. And we have a guest today. A special guest. Can you introduce yourself over there? Yes, I can. But I think no one will understand my name. But it's Zukra. So, hi. Zukra, and where are you? Nice to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm in Moscow, but I was born in North Caucasus. So, here I am. Yes, our North Caucasus expert. Caucasian? I thought we were all Caucasian. Yes, this is funny. Uh, when uh, you live in Russia, you don't know that white race is actually Caucasian in English because in Russia we say Evropeoid, which means European. Uh, yes, yes, instead of Caucasian. And it's funny you have guys Caucasian. Yeah, is that because like <laughs> the original white people were in the Caucasus? Yeah, this is so funny because in Russia, you know, <laughs> Russians don't think we are white people. They pretend us to be not white people. <laughs> I I still haven't ever figured out what like what that comes from because the only thing I could see is that like is it that that part of the country where the Caucasus the Caucasus are is that where like. Europe was born or something like I don't get what that is uh, actually I think uh, it's because of one German anthropologist who was discovered where Russian or not Russian white people come from and he studied uh, it at all and then he came to Georgia and he saw Georgians and he saw the I'm not sure skeleton or something like this and he said yeah yeah it's it so he said Caucasian people are actually white people were born in kind of this and that's why so actually it's more about Georgian not whole Caucasian so you're saying like finding the Caucasian skeleton is like differentiating it from Slavic or something? I thought from, from African. From African as well, because it's three races, like main races. Uh, of course, there are a lot of like little races like Polynesian and something, but actually there are three African Caucasian and Mongolian, which is Asian type. Is that like, is that a true like scientific classification? Yeah, yeah. And actually there are a lot of theories like we should say it's five or more races or we should say like it's three races and they scientists all over the world say different things, but it's supposed to be like this. Yeah. Wait, so what are South Americans? Mongolian? South American, it's Caucasian, of course. White people are Caucasian. And uh, I believe Hispanic people uh, need to be Caucasian too. No need, uh, but I mean like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but indigenous people, I feel like, are Asian. Or they, they can look like indigenous people in in russia who can look kind of asian i think so. uh it's because it's mixed and uh that's why 
This podcast is going to turn into one where we have to like get out our rulers. Yeah, this, is gonna be our, this is our eugenics podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we invited our race expert today. <laughs> it sounds more, more like white power podcast. <laughs> so, let's move out of this. Thank you. <laughs> Scary. Um, but we are talking about the caucus, caucuses. Um, the real Caucasus, the mountains, the region, whatever, that has lots of, it's a melting pot of different races. Not races, but nations. <laughs> nations, okay. Can you explain like what the Caucasus are and what it means that there's nations within Russia? Okay, so Caucasus, uh, we're talking about North Caucasus because uh, South Caucasus, it's a little bit more different from us. Uh, it's a region. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was actually not part of Russia till 1863, when Russian Caucasian War ended, I believe, something like this. It was Muslim region, and it is Muslim region now, region, yes, Uh, with like, I believe there are more than 100 nations with their own language. Sometimes the languages can be totally different sometimes they can be like english and i don't know how to say american english it's like hey we have two different languages which is basically the same it's like this thing happened with chechnya and ingushetia they are basically speak the same uh, language and and when you say they they speak like when uh these nations speak a language is it how often is it used versus Russian? And like, does it vary from nation to nation? Like you grew up, what what nation are you from? Remind me. Yeah, uh, I am half Balkarian and half Kabadian. So basically my parents are from two different group of nations and they don't know each other's languages. Uh, and they basically speak Russian most of the time in, in the family because they don't speak their languages. Uh, like my mother, she doesn't know Bulgarian and my father doesn't know Kabadian. For people hearing it, it's Bulgarian, not Bulgarian, like Bulgarian. Yeah, right? it's like Bulgarian and uh, it's basically Turkish language, uh, Tatar language. It's like Turkish group of languages. So like in your particular family, it's like, yeah, your parents are from these two different nations. Th- those nations are so small that they just formed one republic or like what's what's the deal there? Why is it like a why is the republic named with both of those names? Basically, do you know? Yes, I know. Because uh, <laughs> uh, the thing is, uh, we have actually one more republic, which is actually the same. It's called Karachayeva Cherkesia. Uh, and I'm from kabardino Bulgaria, And basically... Karachais are similar to Balkarians. We speak the same languages, we share the same traditions, and Cherkes people are the same thing as Kabadians. So Soviet Union divided us, that's the whole thing. They divided us the wrong way. It should be Karachai, Balkarian, and Cherkes Kabadian. But they say, hey, you wanna unite yourself in one republic. No way. Do people think, like, are there theories that that was some kind of a tactic? Oh, what do you mean? I don't know. To make it sort of, like, harder for people to get along or something, to make it, like, harder for the nation to, like, to put these two different nations together that aren't very similar, 
makes it harder for them to like be united and you know maybe like rebel uh sometimes uh some people of course not the cleverest guy uh they speak about this but the whole republic can understand that like there are a lot of people like me which is like have half Kabadian and half Bulgarian part so there is no way to divide now so I think we should unite with one more republic which is Karachayevichakese because we are basically the same nations uh, I think I should start from basic why we have some issues yes yeah uh, so uh, basically that's all Stalin's fault do you know guys Stalin who, who was Stalin yeah I think I, I remember yeah this piece of shit and I'm saying it loud and clearly uh, when it was the second world war which is called Vilika Dechstvene in Russia he realized that he need to do something on North Caucasus, like really bad. And he sent my whole nation away to Kazakhstan. He also sent whole nation of Karachais and uh, whole nations of Chechen and English people to Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. And those lands who were like uh, Chechen and English and Karachay and Bokern, he gave it away to Kabadians, to Georgians and to Ossetians. And uh, when Stalin died, uh, everyone like were, were like, hey, we've sent four nations away and they did nothing wrong. Should we get them back? Then everyone like, yeah, we should get them back. And when those four nations came back to North Caucasus, it was like, we are living here for 10 years, 13 years, uh, and we'd like to leave it now. And uh, that's why uh, English people have some uh, land issues with Ossetians, Kabadians, we have uh, some land issues with Bulgarians, Chechens and English have some land issues with between each other, and that's all. There's you know, like official land issues right now between uh, the Chechens and, how do you say? In, in, in Gush, just in Gush. In Gush. So that's like a very clear way, like there's people protesting, there's, the, I'm sorry, I'm not being very articulate. Uh, the general thing is that there's some land on the border between Chechnya and Ingush, Ingushia, that has been disputed for how many number of years. And the leaders of both these nations made like a deal to swap some land and people on the Ingush side are not happy with the deal. So there's been protesting. So, th so there's like official things that happen. Uh, yeah. So it's a strange thing with Chechens and Ingush because they are basically one nation. They speak uh, one language, but different dialects. It's more like you have different dialects, like Australian English and American English. It's the same language, but different uh, dialects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the same thing happened with English and Chechens. And they also have like, we're Englishes and we're Chechen people. They have, but they have one, uh, one united word describes them all. It's Weinach. Uh, they call themselves Weinach. And uh, the thing is, uh, during, Uni oh, not United States, <laughs> but Soviet Union, uh, they were like one republic, it called Chechena in Bushetia. And when it was Soviet Union, sometimes that specific land they are arguing about now, it was sometimes more Chechen or more English. And when in uh, beginning of 1990s, 
I believe, yeah, of 90s when Chechen uh, people decided to go out of Russia. Do you remember this? They have like two wars with Russia people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said uh, English people say, hey, you can go. But we don't, uh, we don't want to go, so let's make two different republics. We used to be one, but now our paths go <laughs> different ways. They say, hey, okay, this land should be mine. Uh, the other side said, hey, no, this land should be ours. And they have arguing, but they made a border, like nominal border, and now they're speaking about it again. Actually, this question was never solved, was never solved mm-hmm have never been solved, yeah. So the thing is, now English people, they actually don't mind to, to live like with Chechens in one republic. They mind to live with Kadyrov. Uh, you know about Kadyrov, uh, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So they say like, hey, yes, we are one nation and we don't want to live with your leader. We don't like him. So you can live with us if you want to but not under the rule of Kadyrov. What do they say about Kadyrov? Oh, well, they don't like him because he actually, uh, I'm not sure how to tell it, like a lot of Chechens live in Europe now because they believe that Kadyrov, by his actions, humiliate them and they don't like him. And if you want to live in Chechnya, you should love Kadyrov. If you don't like Kadyrov, it will be a hard life mm. for you. You can make a little experiment. You can uh, go to Kadyrov's Instagram. Yes, he already have his second <laughs> Instagram. And you can write uh, Kadyrov, you're an asshole or something like this. And he actually would call you. Like, he will call you. Maybe late at night or something like this. <laughs> Oh my god, no. <laughs> it's a real thing. You can't insult Kadyrov in his social media. He will find you and he will call you. That's a common and thing. Call you on the phone? Yes. He will find your phone and oh then god. he will call you. I mean, so just like, I don't know, yeah, Kadyrov's been accused of, of many things, like crimes against humanity and stuff. But it's funny about the social media presence particularly, or just like his personal being personally insulted like he definitely takes it really seriously and like the recent fight the UFC fight when well since fucking Conor McGregor was is that his name McGregor yeah yeah first name is Conor and last name is McGregor yeah right so he's like he was like like insulting a lot of uh a lot of aspects of of Habib's I don't know Habib's last name. Uh, Nurmagomedov. Okay, we're just going to say Habib. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm oh, sorry. Of his life, and but including something about Kadyrov, and then like someone, and then like apparently, Kad- I didn't realize this, but apparently Kadyrov is like, has his own team of like MMA fighters. And one of them like said to uh, McGregor that, to Connor, that like Kadyrov, you're going to pay for what you said about him. And like, you're going to. Yes, I believe it was Hassan Khalif or some of Khalid brothers, I've seen it too. Uh, actually, the one thing I never ever recommend to anyone in the world is insulting Caucasian men, because it's always, it always like personal thing. If uh, But the main problem with Connor's insults, uh, not Habib, but Habib's father, and he was mad about it, yeah. Yeah, but and also to clarify, uh, Habib isn't from Chechnya. 
No, he's from Dagestan. He's not from Chechnya. And uh, this guy, Conor McGregor, he has one Russian guy in his team who is like Russian-Russian and one Chechen guy from Kazakhstan in his team. Mm. So everything Conor said about Habib's religion, Habib's nation, Habib's relationships uh, were told by these guys. Uh, That's where he got all the information from. I mean, that makes... I, that makes sense, because, like, yeah, I mean... Like, what the fuck does Conor he, McGregor know about? I mean, yeah, North maybe Caucasus. he could have, like, read some things, but that, he certainly that doesn't, like, That oaf is not reading anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, let's... In case our listeners don't follow the UFC fights, maybe we could summarize shortly what happened. So I can try to tell you the story real quick. Uh, the thing is, this Russian guy, Artem Lobov, uh, he said real bad things about Habib too, something like uh, Connor would kill you, you are red, and something like this. And when Habib was going to one of his fights, he saw Lobov because he's uh, working for UFC too. He saw him and he gave him, I don't know how to say it in English, but he slapped him slapped into him. his slapped. face. Yeah. Yes, not like like slap a little bit. And he said, you, don't, uh, you shouldn't say things like this about me. And he let him go away. And that's it. And then Connor was really mad, like uh, Habib slaps his teammates and something like this. And when Habib was going, it was in New York, uh, when he was going for his title shot, he attacked his boss. You saw this video, I believe, yeah. Habib was attacked by Connor and his team. He was going with other UFC guys to wait in, I believe, or something kind of press conference and Connor attacked the, the bus and uh, people inside the bus, they didn't let Habib to go away from bus and uh, he was inside this bus and Connor was like crying, uh, get out, get out. Habib say, hey, send me location, uh, we can make a flight, something like this. So that's the beginning of the conflict and after but that was with, wait, sorry, so that was the one where he was, like, using, he was, like, picking stuff up, right? Like, a chair or something. Like yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Connor was. Yeah. Yes. So, basically, yes, that's how conflict started. And then when they had a matchup with each other, uh, Connor was saying different things about Habib and, like, his religion. It's my cat, sorry. Uh, his religion, his nation, his father, his friends, uh, relationships with Chechnya and Dagestan, how come, what the fuck, uh, and all of this. And Habib was very patient. Uh, that surprised me a lot that he didn't beat him earlier. <laughs> and he was uh, <laughs> like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, yay. Yeah, he was really like calm and like not that responsive. Yeah, he did a good job. Yes, but you saw what happened after the fight, after he uh, beat him. Uh, his uh, teammate, I mean Connor's teammate and Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach, he said mm-hmm. a lot of bad things on Habib too. And he was crying on Habib when they were fighting. And I believe he said that he's like Muslim red or something like this. And he um, jumped out of the octagon and he made this fight. Yeah. And now it's like a little bit 
controversial because he... Well, I don't uh, think uh, UFC would do anything with Habib because they didn't do anything with Conor attacking the bus. And when you're like biased with someone, you can be unbiased with another guy or something like this, I believe. So they, they won't do anything with Habib. Well, I hope not. I think that they, I mean, I was listening to like analysts discuss it because I got like really into it for some reason, but they were talking about like maybe he'll get fined or something because it happened during, or like it happened in the octagon. So it's like, or in the stadium. So it's, you know, it's really public and the UFC, whatever it's called, the organization needs to like make themselves look good. So they might punish him in some way, like finding him or something like that. Yeah. But, but, they, um, but it's also good for them, like publicity wise. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was also listening to analysts say that like this sport gets like a lot of bad, well, has a really bad reputation and doesn't, you know how like other sports, like the people who play the sports are like supposed to be role models kind of, you know, like upstanding, whatever, um, and have honor and all of that stuff. And like this type, this sport, because it has all this like psychological aspect and that it's really, there's a lot of shit talking and then it's also physically really brutal. It's like, it, doesn't have a good reputation and I didn't realize this but in some states it was like illegal for some Mm. time it was during the beginning of UFC I believe because you know uh now they have like I don't know how to say it in English uh athletic commission on south or something like this in each Mm -hmm. state so actually uh Connor was banned uh, to fight in uh New York uh by athletic commission of the state and I think uh, Nevada will do the same with Habib. They will just say, hey, mm. you don't go to our state and fight with someone. Please go away for like six months or something like this. The same thing with Connor. And so, wow. And uh, it was illegal in some states in 90s when they don't even have like good matchups. Like you can fight six guys in one night like they call it Grand Prix and uh, it was illegal during this time and now they need to wait in and they need to have the same way and uh, later, not later but before, uh, one guy can be like 155 pounds and another guy can be 200 pounds they don't have (laughs) yes, they don't even have like eight or weight limits so now they do and now it's legal in all states are you like are you really into ufc is this something you follow uh i am uh, actually i was training in mma myself but now oh. i yes i changed to brazilian jiu-jitsu where you can just wrestle not get punched because i had a lot of boys and males in my uh i don't how to say the training camp yes training camp and i don't have a lot of girls so when like big guy punched you in the nose it's a quite sensitive thing and when, <laughs> yes and when you wrestle a big guy you can submit him or something like this because you're like quick and he's so slow mm. wow okay cool i didn't realize i didn't know that you did that what, what was the response like i guess online because you're in moscow now but like what was the response in the caucuses from this fight 
Were you were you paying attention to it? I think Habib did a great thing attacking this guy after the fight because he is like hero on coke. It's like, hey, you speak a lot of shit on our guy, and now look, he bet Connor's ass, and then he goes to his corner and he fighted with all his teammates and all of this, and he's like a hero. And also, I think it's a good thing for Habib because after this fight, he got like five million people in his Instagram account. So, always. Oh my God. I think if he wouldn't jump out of the octagon, he would never uh, gather five million people after this fight. Yeah. Like maybe one or two, yeah. But he made a big thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it's one of those things where like the, I know it's like part of the sport, but just the way that Connor <clears throat> was talking just seems really messed up. And it just seemed like all the more messed up because Habib wasn't saying anything himself. It was just like this like one-sided, really intensely inappropriate kind of fucked up way of insulting someone. Like the fact that he insulted his dad for saying something on Instagram that was like about Kadyrov and was like positive about him or something like what the fuck? It was just like... But I think that's part of it, isn't it? Like, don't, isn't that part of the thing where you, like, do... Yeah, you do, like, trash talking. Also, Conor McGregor, like, I feel like he said some fucked up shit when he went against Floyd Mayweather. He said some, like, really racist stuff. Uh, yes, and actually that's how Conor McGregor became, like, the most popular UFC fighter ever. He talks a lot of trash talking things and so on. So actually, he became famous, like really famous, when he was fighting with Jose Aldo. It was like four years ago, I believe. Yeah, already four years. Jose Aldo is Brazilian guy, and he like he was defending his title for ten years. Ten years, he was like, no one can beat me. And then uh, Connor did this trash talk thing, and he actually uh, knocked him out on 13 seconds. Yes, it was 13 seconds of first round, and Connor just beat him like 10 seconds, 11, 12, 13, yay, knocked out. So uh, you see, it's a thing of psychological stability. I don't know how to say it. Like if your mental, if your mental is good, like is really strong, like with Habib, he can he can go inside his head. He was yes after he was mad, but uh, before the fight he was calm. It's kind of amazing that Habib was able to like resist him for so long because the thing is with what I what I understood from looking into Connor's history a little bit is just like that yeah he's he's such a trash talker but he like loses and like Habib is undefeated I'm pretty sure and like Connor for example talked all that shit about Floyd what's his last name Mayweather Mayweather Mayor Mayweather he's undefeated as well he has uh 49 wins and no losses wait who Floyd Mayweather Okay, Floyd Mayweather. Right, so he talks all this shit and then he loses. It's just like, but the thing is, and I, then he continues to like be this like extremely cocky asshole, even though. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, yeah, Conor McGregor is obviously like a giant dick or whatever, but I don't, it's not like the other people are good people either. Like Floyd Mayweather, Floyd, 
Floyd Mayweather is like a notorious wife beater and stuff. So like these aren't like good people. So I don't really care if he talks shit about them. Like I don't feel like any one person is more in the right. Well, maybe Habib doesn't suck. The difference between them is actually like they talk and they trash talk because of the business. They like uh, they want a lot of people to see they fight and uh, all of this that's why they trash talk they actually don't think like uh, that oh i don't know habib's father is a bad guy or something like this he doesn't think so but he wants people to buy this ppv like paper view so he needs to trash talk and the difference between habib and connor connor takes it like it's a business thing and habib takes it real personally thing that's different between uh, like caucasian guys and even russian guys caucasian guys they take words personally you can say like shitty things on caucasian guy like from caucasus i mean not like the white one (laughs) (laughs) important note yes and uh think that hey i will insult your father and i will insult your religion and all of this uh which matters to you and then let's hug because it was a business uh, no, for Habib, it was real personal and he was very mad about his words. And he hates uh, that thing that this whole sport works like on trash talking. He said, after the fight, he actually said, I, uh, I'm here to change this thing. I'm here to make this sport more sportish or something like this. Without trash talking, yes, he said, he actually said this. Where, where do you think that like comes from the um, like this specific Caucasian pride? Like, of course, other like cultures have that for sure. But but you're saying like specifically um, Caucasian men will like take insults extremely personally. Does that come from somewhere? I believe it's like traditions. We have like proverb in my own region. Like, I don't know how to translate it correctly, but it's something like honor is more valuable than life. Well, okay. So honor for Habib is more valuable than life too. And uh, it's like, it's how we were raised in Caucasus. So actually, if I'm talking about myself, yeah, uh, if one of them would like offense, not me, but my father or my mother, I would definitely do the same thing which Habib did, the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm here like biased. So you're you're on Habib, you're on Habib's side for sure on this one. Yeah. So okay, the the honor that you're talking about, or this like particular type of pride. I mean, before you were referring to it as male specific, and like, would you say that it's generally that's the that's something that you encounter more like with among men? Uh, it's not only about men it's uh, all about women too because uh when it was russian caucasian war uh girls were killing themselves because they didn't want to be raped by russian soldiers so they just jumped uh from the mountains holy shit can we talk a little bit about um like what percentage of the of the north caucasus are muslim and like so actually we have like uh, seven regions, uh, seven Muslim, uh, not seven North Caucasian regions, and we actually have Krasnodar Krai, but uh, there are a lot of Russians in Krasnodar Krai, 
so we don't talk about it like a part of North Caucasus. Okay. It is a strange place, but it is a part of North Caucasus, but it's not like part part of North Caucasus. So we are speaking about seven regions, and six of them are Muslim. And uh, only North Ossetia is uh, like Christian. But they do have like Muslim ascendants as well, like maybe 15 or 25 percent of the people. So, uh, North Caucasus is basically, I believe, 80 percent of North Caucasus is uh, Muslim. And, pe and generally, like people that you uh, grew up with and that you know and stuff are practicing Muslims? Uh, I wouldn't say so because, uh, okay, so a little. In Interaction, introduction, I don't know how to say it. Uh, my region, my specific republic, is more modern than Dagestan or Chechnya or Ingushetia because this part of uh, North Caucasus uh, were more Muslim, more Islamic, like till the centuries. Uh, I don't know how and why it's happened, but we have, uh, I actually, I think now I know, we have uh, North Ossetia between us and Chechnya, Ingushetia, and Dagestan, and North Ossetia is Christian. So those this part of Caucasus is more Islamic, and since we have like this little buffer between us, we are not so Islamic like those guys. Can you remind or tell us about the like the movie thing that you were telling before? Yeah, sure. Uh, so do you know this uh, awful movie like Fifteen Shades of Grey or something? So it was actually banned in all regions of North Caucasus, even in Christian Ossetia, they ban it like it, we have like a lot of traditions and we're religious people, uh, we should ban this film. And they did. And we were like, hey, please come, all North Caucasus, come here. We have this movie in our theaters. And actually a lot of girls from different republics came to mm -hmm. Nalchik to see this movie. So this is funny. Uh, but uh, that said, for me, I uh, uh, think that my own republic became more Islamic uh, each year. And it began after Russian-Chechen war, when a lot of Chechens ran away from Chechnya and they settled up in my republic. Like uh, I say my republic because it's not my mind, because it's... Difficult to say Kabardina Balkarskaya Respublika all the time. Sorry for this. Was, the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, thing is funny because, like, like, I mean, was that that movie w was not banned in in all of Russia, right? It was no, it wasn't. Only uh, in this uh, in those regions, North Caucasus. L yes, like in USA, you can ban something in uh, Nevada and it would be completely legal in California. You know what I'm talking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but Nevada legalized uh, marijuana as well, so. So now you can go there too. Yes. <laughs> Another state you can visit. <laughs> yes, and uh, actually funny thing is Dagestan, which is like real Islamic, but not real Islamic. There are a lot of like modern people and Russian like ethnicity, nation Russians. You know, guys, we have actually two words, like for uh, Russian citizenship, like for Russian citizen and for Russian nation. It's like uh, Ruski, is, uh, it means like you're a Russian nation. And Russianin, it means you have like citizenship of Russia. 
So actually, I'm Rasianka, but I'm not Ruski. So that's it. Right, right, right. Based on that differentiation, actually, I just want to get into some of the like fucked up stereotypes that ha- that I know exists in other parts of Russia, like about the North Caucasus or about certain places. Can you explain the first of all? Can you explain the apartment thing in terms of like this? You you know what I mean. And then also just like if you have any like personal experiences with that. Uh, yeah, sure. I had my uh, personal experiences because I'm living in Moscow for seven years and uh, I changed a lot of apartments. Uh, when I try to rent an apartment, it's actually very difficult for me because they always have a note like uh, Slavic people only, which means till I am not Slavic people, I can go and just trend it it's the same thing if you had like african american people are not welcome here please only white people it's the same thing but is is that le- is it legal for landlords to say slavic people only uh actually we have like law which forbids uh nation discrimination yes and nation discrimination but it's not worked on renting flats for for example i don't know why it should but it's not i think that okay wait so i think, I think maybe, maybe that has something, that has something to do with the do fact, with the fact that, that, that um a lot of people, a lot of people don't, don't rent their, rent flats, their officially. flats officially but by that i just mean like they may or may maybe don't pay taxes in that case like what are you going to do like you would have to take that person to court when I was uh, when I studied in uh, college, I actually I was living one year in one apartment. I just said I'm Russian and my name is not Zukra, which is Arabic name. I said my name is Lisa, which is a Russian name, and I was like uh, I was like Russian for them, but I wasn't. <laughs> so I actually lied, and then I was living in France for one year, and I realized something in France. I realized if someone uh, has a problem with my name, it's not my problem. If you don't like my nation, it's not my problem. It's your problem. So I never lied again. And when I'm uh, searching for a flat, I uh, always say trust that I'm from Africa because it's like you or not but yeah we do have some difficulties living in russia because uh 80 percent of russia are uh, russian nation people and only 20 percent of russia is like uh, north caucasian uh tatastan uh Bashkortostan, and all of those tans people <laughs> so yeah wait so can you just um remind or just say the words that are actually used some of the words that are actually used to indicate like slavic or whatever do they use ruski or slavian uh they uh, actually write slavic people only not ruski because if they will write ruski it will be probably more racist but they actually meant ruski not slavic in real life, they use Ruski, and where for them, uh, it's like N word for uh, my people, my people, <laughs> my own people. Uh, they call us Hachi, which means like that thing. It means what? It's actually uh, it's a word for Christ, like for a cross, 
in Armenian. I don't know why they use this word for us, but oh, they do. Weird. Yes, why? Why? No one knows. But they, uh, if you want to insult some North Caucasian guy or a girl, you should say Hutch and he will be definitely insulted. Yeah. So it's not like one of those things like with... Um... Oh, I can't remember. Never mind. But sometimes, like the name that someone calls themselves can be used insultingly, like with Ukrainians or something. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, if you will call me Hutch, I won't be like, I won't be insulted because you are my friend, and I let my homies to call me whatever they like. <laughs> but if someone uh, from like street will call me Hutch, I will definitely try to kill him. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I will definitely kill them. So, okay. So in other than apartments, like, which is, yeah, which is this really fucked up thing that I remember encountering, I mean, right away when I came to Russia. I don't know if it's becoming less frequent. Maybe, maybe, I don't think so, right? It's just still the same. Like that people put this racist thing in their apartment listing. I think I told you about this situation. Uh, I should go to Germany in May. Do you remember this? And uh, uh, I was uh, like uh, in the process of getting a new passport because my old one expired. So I was waiting for a new one. And uh, they called me and they asked me to come. And when I came, they actually told me that my new passport is going with... uh, FBI, well, the, I mean, the analog with uh, like Russian FBI, FSB, it's called FSB. They took my passport for like extra, I don't know, how to say проверка in English? Mm, examination or like checking. Yeah, for like extra checking, because only because I am from uh, North Caucasus. This was the only reason they took my passport away. Uh, what I'm I guess I'm like I'm curious in what America also definitely has that um prejudices against like people from Arab countries and stuff like where where we assume people from certain countries are like more likely to be terrorists but we don't have like nations or states within the country that are like predominantly Muslim or like of a category of people that we identify as terrorists what about like police thing i mean like black people have real better relations with police because uh no no no, yeah of course of course we have we have race issues that are probably much much worse but i'm just i'm curious about like what the relationship kind of is between like how northern caucasian people like i guess asking you specifically because you have this experience like how you relate in your mind to like Russia as a country like do you have Russian pride as well or do you not like really think about Russia as your nation like when I'm thinking about my homeland first thing came to my mind is my own region my own republic in my house I have one flag and it's not Russian flag it's my own republic Mm -hmm. flag but uh, as myself I understand that Russia is my homeland as well like it's like on a second place <laughs> in my heart on uh, the first place is my republic and i think uh that it's 
difficult question for us because we were like conquered by Russia. We didn't want to go to Russia. They just conquered us. They made a lot of genocides for Circassians, with Balkarians, Chechens, Karachais, and Gurs, and all of this. But I think uh, uh, it's, I don't know how to say this. Um, Am I wrong? Or oh, Texas was a part of Mexico yeah. one day. Yeah. So it's the same question to Latinos in Texas. Like, do you feel yourself like Mexicans or like uh, Americans? I'm definitely feel like myself like Russian. I'm a Russian patriot. I don't like what happened in my country in general, not only in my republic. I'm going like to protest in Moscow because I really care about like future of my country. But yeah, I think on the first place it will be my own republic. I'm. Um, I mean, on a more sort of logistical note when when somebody asks you like when you're in france when you're in france when somebody said like where are you from how what do you usually answer whoa it's a whole difficult shit for me because i'm always trying to make it clear i say hey i'm from russia but i'm not russian That is the episode. Thank you for listening. As always, be sure to follow us on Telegram and Twitter at She's in Russia. Sign up for our monthly image-based newsletter at She's in Russia.com. Give us a call if you have any questions at plus one two nine two wait three four seven two nine two seven one two six or on Skype at She's in Russia. And we'll see you next week. And and wait, I have something to okay. say. We have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. It's at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash She's in Russia. And that's where you can go if you want to support us with a monthly contribution. And you get little like thank you goodies um, if you do that. So check that out, patreon.com slash She's in Russia. And now Zuhra, our lovely, amazing guest and race and caucus expert (laughs) and MMA I'm sorry and MMA expert also (laughs) and Japanese expert so much expertise for me so much expertise where should people find you on the internet if you want them to find you uh I don't want anyone find me okay especially Ramzan Kadyrov please don't find me